make more space for ease. Willpower has its place, but it's not the only way to live. And if you only live that way, you'll know you're doing it because you're constantly stressed. You most likely feel depressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, burnt out, and you're looking to Google to say, how do I get motivated? Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. And today I have the beautiful, stunning Samantha Nicole Bell on the show. Hey, Sammy. Hello. <laughs> she's looking very glamorous today. It is a Monday <laughs> at the time of recording and she's got this beautiful, <laughs> blinky, silky dress on. It's very bright and, and sunshiny. And it's, you're such a delight to see on the camera in front of me. So welcome to the show. Thank um, you. You're so welcome. So I will just mention how I came across you on the online world and then I'll get you to introduce yourself. So I don't, I don't know if you know this actually, but I think I saw you in Paula the Ivy's uh, Selfography 30 Day Mission. Oh my and God, it was, no. Yeah, it was one of your amazing <laughs> selfie pictures that you'd taken. You were outside and I think you were, or in your house, I think you were around your home and you were outside and another one and you... You just exuded this just like sunshine. And I was like, who is this woman? And so I kind of stalked you a little bit. And then um, <laughs> after following you for a while, it just I think it was just so happened to be around the time that I was looking to really kind of hone in on my own health journey. And yes. you are, I guess, by trade, if you like, a personal trainer, right? Absolutely. And, but no ordinary personal trainer and I would we would get onto that um but I was I certainly was trying to work out how do I work with this how do I pay this woman to help me like exude that energy and that sunshine because it was just so attractive and with that so why don't you tell us um a little bit about you as a personal trainer in the online world and in real life right and yes. what active and attractive stands for Oh my gosh. I love hearing that origin story. You know, they, I mean, we hear all the time, like, you don't know who's watching. I had mm. no idea you were watching me. Like what in the world? Um, oh my gosh. I'm like blushing right now. Um, uh, so, so basically, you know, yes, by trade, I'm a personal trainer. I went to get my master's degree in exercise physiology at Texas A&M University. And um, this is, it's one of those things where that is not even close to where I've ever imagined myself going. Because when I even got to college, I was supposed to be an engineer. That's what mm. I thought I was going to do. Wow. And so um, transitioning into the health world was new to me. But what was cool about it was that when I made the change, engineering was so boring. The people over there for me were so boring that I was like, oh my gosh, dude, you can scuba dive and rock climb and it counts for extra credit. You know what I mean? Like I was like, okay, so you can like live and have fun and that counts as health. So I, of course, like swan dove into everything that was science, everything that was social, everything that was like people behavior oriented in the health world. And it was just very natural for me because all of those things are things that I love. And so I found myself sitting in school, just completely captivated by how the body works. I could not shake how incredibly we are designed. And 
I was like, okay, I need to keep learning more. And it brought me to the place to where I found myself group exercise instructing, personal training, working in research laboratories, then going to grad school, finding myself teaching undergraduate students, which was really weird because these people were only like a year or two younger than me. And then I'm like flunking them in class and stuff for them not showing up. <laughs> and so it was just such a banana scenario. But what happened was I discovered health and as many degrees as I think is possible to look at it. And each angle blew my mind, blew my mind. So I really learned what it felt like to be active. And I found myself chasing that mostly for the knowledge, but definitely for my clients. I wanted to make everybody's experience really good. So I kept seeking more information, more information. And I led myself to where I was working at a really high-end gym after college. And I was working with CEOs, lawyers, doctors, like really, really well-to-do people. And these people were sitting down in front of me, ready to pay money because although they were successful in their businesses, they were feeling very little like themselves. So here's me fresh out of college talking to multimillionaires. And I'm like, you need help from me <laughs> to, to do what, to, to tell yourself that you're ambitious. Like you, you've built a business. What do you mean? You're, you can't motivate yourself. What does that even mean? And it started becoming apparent to me that we can be at so many different levels and our careers, we can, you know, have incredible relationships. We can be so successful in many areas in our lives, but there's always one that we just don't feel confident in. And it was just a, a blessing that I was able to help bring revelation to the area of the body. So I had my knowledge in tow and I'm like, I'm fresh out of college. Here's all this information. But of course, information only takes you so far. I really learned that it's, it's how are these people feeling and what are they experiencing that matters. And so as I dove in deeper and told these people, okay, we're going to become active. Yes, you're going to get your six pack. Yes, we're going to work really hard. I discovered that although they were coming to me to become physically attractive, what they left with was feeling more energetically attractive. The journey that it took for them to have to pass through showing up consistently to the gym, being challenged by the exercises that I'm giving them, doing their work on their own, allowing their body to transform without self-sabotage, all of those were characteristics in themselves that they had to convert in order to actually see change. And so that change is what generated a, a different version of them which made them more confident because they didn't know who they were. They didn't know they were capable of that, although they were showcasing those traits at, at work. And it ended up amplifying outside of the four walls of the gym and made them better, better people outside. So they were making more money. They were getting job promotions. They were um, finally falling in love and keeping those relationships, getting married, having children. I mean, every aspect of their life started changing. And I was like, oh my God, this is, this is it. This is what manifestation talks about. When you feel good, you, you magnetize the things that you desire in your world. And so that's where I put it together. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are and how successful you already are. If you are leaving out any area of your life, tending to that is going to help you expand all of them. And so my grace right now is to be able to teach people power and power about their bodies, which ends up making them feel more connected and um, it just amplifies all of the work that they've been putting in already in their, in their careers. So that's, yeah. that's active and attractive. It's doing the active work to become more energetically attractive. And, you know, this is like the work of my life and I've loved everything that I've been able to see along this journey so far. Oh, 
I don't, if you could see me, I have this big grin on as you're speaking the <laughs> you whole way do. through. I have achy cheeks. <laughs> because it's so, and I, I would imagine anyone listening would just be like buzzing off your energy right now. So you, I get from you what, what it means to be energetically attractive because you so yes. are the embodiment of that. Um, oh, and I thank, thank you, you for showing up in that way because it attracted me to you. So yes. thank you for that intro. I, I love it. I love how um, you've geeked out in the past about the body and how it works because you can really put it into a language that helps us understand what's going on for us, right? So I hired you back in, I think it was October. Yeah. I had started cleaning up my diet, working with a nutritionist and started to get a little bit more energy and feeling like, and my, my knee was kind of my knee injury that I'd had was like not giving me so much jip and I was like I'm actually ready to take my activity to a next level um yeah. and I knew I needed support because I had never consistently managed to start some sort of exercise regime and stick to it and I'm pretty sure that many of my listeners will resonate with this too <laughs> oh, <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> same with food as you know um that's um that's been a journey for me as well right like in the past with dieting sticking to a diet and all that kind of stuff and actually being on a journey with food where I've had to kind of break up with that all or nothing mindset and the same applies here right because how you do one thing is generally how you do a lot of other things in your life so I think when I came across you I just everything you said almost in my mind kind of I had a little challenge that came up that I didn't quite believe that the way you were suggesting we could do things differently would was like a real option like yes we get to do it with fun for example and with ease as another example and I just I just love this approach and I just want more people to hear about it and when I say you're no ordinary PT this is because of your approach to finding something that feels good and is going to be sustainable and maintainable and actually have that ripple effect in your life right in all other areas of life so how do you like when someone comes to you that's got a long relationship often decades with exercise that has looked very inconsistent very stop start very all or nothing like what is the first advice that you love to give them or how do you like to challenge that kind of mindset that's a bit belief system yeah totally yeah oh my god I love this question so much I I have seven things I want to say but I'll try to stick to one so um you know here's here's what I think we forget when it comes to creating goals and getting what we want is that it's almost like we're so addicted to things being hard that we forget we can get to the same destination, maybe a little bit slower, maybe a little less neurologically stimulating. And the experience that it, of, of getting to that goal feels smooth, easy, chill, happy, exciting versus making it hard just for the sake of hard. I think hard is associated with change, which is true. Um, because we will change when things get hard. But what we forget is that we are immediately wired. It, it, is, it, it is inevitable that when we make things feel good, we, can, we naturally still crave more of that thing. 
which means we're going to expose ourselves more to that thing, which means whatever that thing is, is going to start changing us just by being in the presence of it. So you could run, 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 run on a treadmill as hard as you possibly can for two days straight, thinking you're going to keep up this intensity for the next two years and then burn out after the second day and never come back again. Or you can walk, 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 walk every single day for the next 22 days. And at the end of those 22 days, say, you know what? I think I'm going to start running just a little bit, though, just just a little bit. We forget our body craves feeling good and we forget our body adapts to what it is that we give to it. So if we give it something that's outside of its comfort zone, it doesn't have to be 50 miles outside of its comfort zone. It could literally be two feet outside of its comfort zone and the body still adapts. That's what's so intriguing to me about our body is that our body adapts to what we give it. So this is what I teach in the active and attractive world. I always, I have a pyramid of seven different things that I've found make up a healthy body. And the first one is mindset. Now, of course, we all know mindset is everything, but this is what I specifically mean when I say mindset. Our body is our friend. This is the mindset that when we can keep that at the forefront of how we think, it's so much easier to respect what our body is doing and that our body is always wanting to to please us. And, and, and it allows us to have room to not be so harsh, right? So for example, when our body is our friend, what that means is that whatever you expose your body to, it's going to get really good at. So if you expose it to constant worrying, guess what? Your body loves you so much. It's such a friend that it's going to get really, really, really good at worrying. Now, when I say it gets good at worrying, what it does is it physiologically adapts, meaning it creates neurological pathways. It um, upregulates your hormonal structure. It really tries to accommodate for the cortisol levels that start releasing. And so it does what the stimulus is. And it, it tries to make it efficient because it's like, oh, we're going to do this all the time. Well, we're not going to want to expend all of our energy trying to make this happen over and over again. Let's put down other machinery inside to make this an easier, more efficient process. That's how much of a friend it is. We're going to support this thing that you're saying you want to do over and over again. The problem with worrying is that that actually takes us away from what we desire. So when we, it's hard to look at the body for too long without noticing the metaphysical adaptations that happens. And what that means is that, you know, if, if we're goal oriented, purpose oriented women, and we have things that we want to create and build and do, we have to make sure that we understand that our thoughts, our feelings, and our beliefs help us facilitate our actions, which end up creating the things that we build, create, or do, right? So with that being said, if we're building a body that is getting so good at worrying, and worrying is the thing in the universe that takes us away from what we want, we, that, that's actually a problem. But is that our body's fault? No, because our body is our friend. Our body is willing to do whatever it is that we give it. So what that means is that, okay, this is actually a good thing. Our body is adaptable. So we, as the captain of our ship, we get to decide we're going to change and go a different direction. So it has nothing actually to do with our body and it has everything to do with our identity. Our identity is what decides whether we're going in the direction that we want to or not. And our body is going to accommodate that. So Rather than taking off running, like I said before, 
let's just start walking in the direction of what we want. Let's just start slowly eating a few things that we actually know are going to help our body. Let's, let's start just gently going in the direction and we'll still get there. But like I said, because our body is our friend, it's going to make what we give it more efficient. And once walking is very easy and efficient because it feels so good and our body always craves good, it's going to say, well, maybe we should try something a little bit more. And so now running is going to be that next thing more. And then strength training your legs to make the running better is going to be the next step. And then you're going to go to a 5K and a 10K and a marathon. And then you're going to find yourself wanting to go outside and hike. And then you're going to want to find yourself lifting heavier. And, and it's just this thing to trust that because we're designed to crave more and adapt, if we just take a little step at a time, we'll get to where we're going. I, I just love hearing those words from you it's so far from what we've grown up with right with leading to believe that we have to push go faster harder like do all the things and if we are not consistently doing it we're effectively a big old failure 100 <laughs> percent. and like I'm sure you have some views and opinions on that and you've kind of touched on it in terms of like what your view is now but what would you love to either turn back the time and rewrite in terms of this conditioning that we've had, that we've had yeah. hammered into us from the outside world that is quite frankly profiting from our feeling bad, right, about ourselves? Yeah. What would you shout from the rooftop so that like everyone knew that they'd been effectively told a lie, right? Yeah. Lied to all this time. Absolutely. So what I, gosh, the first thing that comes to my mind every single time is that willpower is glamorized. Mm. Willpower is glamorized. And so you'll see people Googling, how do I get motivated to work out? It's like, you're not motivated to work out because you don't love it yet. And what's glamorized is the one singular moment in the movie where the hero wins But if you look at the entire movie, he struggled, he failed, he needed to rely on friends, he needed a support system, he almost died five times. Like the hero really didn't do everything by himself. Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, if you look at any like epic novel, you'll see the hero that we're all like, wow, look at that, he did that. It's like, but he didn't do it all by himself. And, and if he did, he stressed, strained and made it very, 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 very hard to get there. But that's what's glamorized. And I, and I, and I say that like, it's marketable because we crave those moments. And we even as the heroes of our own stories have those moments in our life. And they feel so good when we get to win. But here's what's not glamorized is that the hobbit who dropped the ring into Mordor, that was one single moment out of his entire life. And the entire rest of his life, what he'd crave the most is to live in the Shire and just keep his life very simple and easy and happy and with his friends and just laughing and drinking and playing. Like those glamorized willpower moments are singular moments that we get to remember and identify with, but What we're not comfortable with is the day-to-day feeling of ease and play and fun and flow. So unless we've decided that I'm going to run a marathon and cross the finish line first, that's, that's one moment you're training for. Even the Olympics are going on right now. 
Those people have been training for one event, one moment. It's one. But we don't have to, that's, that takes a little bit of willpower, but it's, it's not all day, every day. Even athletes have seasons. They have off-season, post-season, pre-season. They ebb and flow their energy. And I think that we are under this impression that we're supposed to constantly be willing ourselves every single day to make every single thought and thing that we think happen. And it's like, that's why we're in a chronic state of stress. So that is immediately the first thing I would change is to make more space for ease. Willpower has its place, but it's not the only way to live. And if you only live that way, you'll know you're doing it because you're constantly stressed. You most likely feel depressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, burnt out. And you're looking to Google to say, how do I get motivated? (laughs) And it's like, motivation is the most natural thing for us when we love something. Mm. So it's more about feeling comfortable in that stability and that ease Mm -hmm. and and enjoying willpower and and high moments when it just, when it happens. Yeah, so true. And we kind of internalize that and make it mean like there's something wrong with us, right? If we don't yes. have that willpower. So I'm so glad you brought that up. And I want to touch on one of the mindsets that you kind of get us into when we start working with you, which is this no matter what mindset, right? And I must admit, I have to, I, I'm pretty sure I shared this with you, but at the time that I first heard this, my instant reaction, even though I've done a lot of work to, in my mind, like unravel some of this, conditioning right this these beliefs around how we have to show up and and do this stuff my instant reaction was okay so that means what no matter what even when I've got a cold or I'm ill no matter what so even if I'm tired and um, no matter what we're gonna get it done like that was my instant willpower reaction yeah willpower yeah but it's so not that is it no it's not and and that's why I say no matter what it looks like mm-hmm. no matter what it looks like. So for example, going back to Lord of the Rings, yes, I'm a Lord of the Rings nerd. (laughs) It's been a while, but I, I, gosh, I used to love that so much. Like they had an infinite number of ways that they could have gotten to that volcano, but he got it in no matter what it looked like. It could have taken days. It could have taken months. It could have taken years. It didn't matter how long it took. The goal was that he needed to get that ring in there so that it could be destroyed and humanity could be freed, right? The same thing is true for our health and fitness. Our only goal is to expose ourselves to the fitness, the exercise, the movement, the food. It's because the action is what actually changes the body, but how long it takes, there's science to support. You want to have a certain frequency so you can have a compound effect and actually see results. But especially in the beginning, when you're just building consistency, what you want to focus on is not so much about the perfectionism of making it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like you just need to know that you will do it at all and then enjoy it. And so the no matter what it looks like models is is also understanding that as you expose yourself to it more, you're going to get more structured. You're going to begin to crave because you'll notice if you go too long without working out, it's harder every time, right? And so, and you'll start noticing that, you know, you almost were able to lift this amount of weight, but because you missed, you know, a few too many days, you're weaker now. And so 
it, your exposure to it will teach you the lessons that the science will show you improves your health and your muscles and all things, right? But in the very beginning, the no matter what it looks like model, there's a lot of freedom because the beginning is about building that relationship with the activity. It's building the sensation within your body and saying, oh, I think I liked that. It's, it's tasting the foods and saying, you know, if I add a little more salt and pepper, I think this broccoli is actually pretty doable, right? It's, it's understanding that no matter what it looks like, your goal is to touch it, to get to the mountain, to get to the destination and say, huh, I, I think I actually like that. But you want to do it in the no matter what it looks like type of way, because the style and how you get there, if you liked the way you did it, you're going to naturally crave to go back and do it more. If you did it in the no matter what type of way, it's very likely that you did it in a way that you hated and you didn't enjoy, which means now you're going to try to think your brain's going to file. If you're going to say, I need to go work out. And your brain's going to say, how did it go last time? And you're going to look at it and you were sick and you were coughing and weak and poorly. And you're going to try to, you're going to try to convince yourself to have to do it. And your brain's going to be like, no, we didn't like it the last time. And that's the problem with no matter what. So exercising your authority and saying, I have freedom to make this into a style that is pleasing to me. The job is to get it done, but I get to do it no matter what it looks like. And when I understand that I have the flexibility to create this and I expose myself to, and it's enjoyable every time, I'm naturally going to create a really strong and sturdy structure that I can trust that will grow my body and transform everything and how I'm doing it. So that's, that is a very strong point, no matter what it looks like. Mm, I love that. And it's so helped me. So I'm like, what, two programs in. So I'll let you talk about your, your programs, but we start with a core and that was six weeks. And then we move into anchor, which is all about the glutes. And there's more to it, of course, which you will go into, but so 12 weeks in, and I can remember it must've been about three weeks in that I actually said at the end of my workout oh I actually think I enjoyed that yeah and it's like yes oh yes. so you get to anchor that in and remember that for next time right and these yes. are all home workouts that you know you're not there cracking a whip you're there yeah. cheering me on after every workout that I've completed and it's just such a different it's just such a different approach and it and it Absolutely. really is that over time again because we have this impatience don't we that we want it now but over time you can see how this builds out and that you're you're building that consistency you're building that kind of trust in yourself to show up for yourself ultimately and that's character building in itself and then you're seeing changes whether that's weight loss or movement on whatever um so yeah I I absolutely love that and it's really really helped me with that I love that Um I'll never forget. I was one of the, fr- if it wasn't the first week, it was like one of the first few weeks you were like, so it starts on Monday, but I think I'm going to start tomorrow on Tuesday. And I remember thinking to myself that to me felt like the most innocent thing because we are, we really are. So like the program, this, this thing that someone else wrote for me says Monday and my life is going to be easier and I'm going to enjoy this more if I just move it 24 hours down the timeline, just 24. I'm going to do it. But yeah. I, and, and there's like guilt associated and shame. Mm, associated yeah. and, and it's just like, no, this right there, this is a, no matter what it looks like, I don't know your life. I wrote this program, not knowing who is going to get it in their hands. You are a woman in your own power. You get to decide for yourself. 
I trust you. You got this. If you need to move it to Tuesday, as long as it gets done this week, however you need to make it. Imagine if corporate did this for most of its employees. Mm. Just get your job done. You don't have to work from eight to five. You can, you can just get the job done in your own free. How much happier would the employees be? Yeah. Yeah. So what if we, what if we were that type of boss to ourselves when it came to exercise, it's like, I'm going to get this done by the end of the week. And I'm also going to learn that maybe if I wait until Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to be so sore that I don't like that. So I'm going to change it up next week and plan better. Mm-hmm. that's the character building that people, when we use willpower to assert how we take action, we don't get to learn those character de- development type of skill sets about ourselves. So we'll end up um, basically becoming a slave to ourselves and pilot, like master driving ourselves into action. And it's like, we don't even want to be around ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that completely defeats the entire purpose. Yeah. It's not healthy, not healthy at all. So I also want to touch on the other thing that's been really impactful for me is seeing exercise as a teacher. Yes. So we're not just showing up to the mat to build the abs, to like tighten the ass, right? We are, we are coming to the mat to learn something about ourselves. And oh my God, I like, I have a lot of awareness and I still have grown my awareness about myself on the mat because of this. So I've got my own examples of like what's come up, but talk to us about what you mean by that, because this is new, right? People will not, people are not this conscious when they're going through their routines. Like I would, I would place bets on the fact that 98% of people turning up to the mat, to the gym, whatever it is, to the pool are not going to be this conscious. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So here's the deal. (laughs) because of the no matter what mindset and because there's no grace to understand that we don't have to jump very far in order to make change people don't get that what they expose them to themselves to has the potential to be able to teach you any character deficits that you might be experiencing in other areas of your life so for example with exercise I use, I use, I showed you the story about how my clients would come to me and they would think I'm going to get a six pack. I want to be physically attractive. And I'm like, no, you're going to leave energetically attractive because the person you have to become in order to make all this happen is, is a completely different person than who I'm talking to right now. So mm-hmm. exercise is the teacher because there are different characteristics of exercise that will expose the parts of you that you haven't quite trained up. So I always say that there's the physical training with exercise, and then there's the emotional or the spiritual training that you can receive as well. And what that would look like is if you struggle with consistency and, and with exercise, there is a big likelihood that you struggle with consistency in other areas of your life. You might be able to show up to work every single day, but there might be getting things done, minor tasks, things that maybe you haven't like ex- accepted are important enough for you to pay attention to. And it's those minor details that haven't allowed you to really go to the next level. Exercise will show you that because unless you're consistent in exercise, you will not see change. So in order to see change in your body, you have to learn consistency with exercise And because things transpire over all areas of your life, once you understand how it feels to be consistent in that exercise, you're like, oh my God, where else can I be consistent? How else can I be 
how else can I be able to show up more, more readily in more areas of my life? It's, it's inevitable. So that right there is a teacher. A teacher is something that shows you the parts of you that you can't quite see or limited quite yet. So another way exercise shows, um, it shows itself as a teacher is how hard are you willing to push? How hard are you willing to push to get to the end goal that you set for yourself? Intensity. Are you uncomfortable when things start getting intense? That's something that exercise teaches us because we can try to push for a certain time and speed with our, with our running, for example. And there's a point where the brain kicks in and it's like, you know what, you should probably stop. Or, uh, you know, you really don't have to push that hard. This is uncomfortable. We should just pull back. If you overcome that lesson right then and there and you get the dopamine release and you see all of who you are, it's like, oh my God, I didn't think this was possible. And I overrode that limiting mindset. Where do you think that version of you that just became stronger and overcoming that thought is going to transpire? It's going to show up and how you show up at work. It's going to show up and the other, the other goals that you have set for your life. It's, it's incredible what you get to learn about yourself through fitness. Amazing. Yeah. 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 And I would, I don't mind confessing here because I'm yeah. very open on this show about some <laughs> of the lessons that I guess have come up for me because I remember, and I think it was the first or second workout that I showed up for. And I'm just scanning my journal here to see if it's something that jumps out at me, but I'm pretty sure it was, um, I got a text message from a loved one and it wasn't the response I was expecting. It was mid-workout. I was so happy I'd shown up for my first or second workout <laughs> in my living room. I'd got my, my beats going. I was kind of into it. And this receiving this text message and reading it actually totally took me out of the game. And I really yes. struggled to get back into the vibe of my workout. Struggled to the extent that I don't even think I finished it. Maybe I had a round to go and I didn't finish it. And I was so disappointed with myself. And I was like, I do that everywhere in my life. Mm -hmm. Be in an amazing conversation, for example, and get a text message out of the blue that would take me out of the game. Or I'll do it in my business where I'm on a roll with something and then I'll get something that comes in from the side and like takes me out and I, I don't show up for a while. So there was that kind of whole lesson around distractions and then the other thing was um, this voice that just sounded so like me and so like just normal, which was, I'll do it tomorrow. And it was, it was convincing. It was so and innocent and innocent. And <laughs> I realized that I've been saying this for freaking years, which is why, of course, I've had no consistency because I've been telling myself I'll do it tomorrow. And of course, tomorrow never comes because tomorrow is today. <laughs> when you get there so and where else am I doing this I'm doing this in my business oh I'll post that tomorrow I'll go live tomorrow I'll send the email out tomorrow like I'll I'll do it tomorrow it's yeah. just something that it really sort of smacked me up in the face right and it was like you can't ignore it anymore yeah so that for me was like two really simple lessons where exercise was the teacher for those lessons. absolutely and I love that. I love that because one thing I say, you've heard me say this before, exercise is our relationship 
it represents our relationship with execution. That's mm-hmm. what I've discovered. And nutrition represents our relationship with provision. So when we look at exercise as a teacher, it will, it's the teacher that reveals all of our patterns with taking action. Where, where do we let distraction stop us dead in the face and, and, and just keep us standing in the same spot? Who do we let in that allows us to get, that gets into our minds and keeps us from moving forward? And, and then in the other case, you said it was, um, what did you say? You just said it, um, distractions and yes, I'll do it tomorrow. It's like those, those voices, but if, if you're saying it for fitness, there's something, there's something else. There's something else that you really desire that it's just like, I'm, I'm most likely saying that there. So mm-hmm. if you can overcome it in on the mat, if you can overcome it in your tennis shoes, if you can overcome it at the gym, you get to witness it because the brain, there's only one brain and there's only one you. So everything you master on the mat, you get to take that version of you and place it anywhere else in your life. And so exercise is not just a time to strengthen your body and sweat because the um, the heart association said that you're supposed to do this three to five times a week. It's like, no, this is a time where I get to really learn myself. And we invest so much in personal development that it's not, it's like, why not combine the two and let my body get healthy and fitter and have more energy and strong, but also discover those blind spots that I'm, I'm paying so much for in other areas. And let me master them right here, right now. Mm. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yes. Love it. I love it. <laughs> um, I'm mindful of time. I feel like we could continue this conversation. Forever, I don't even but... know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't like, I want you to, you mentioned you have this triangle and you talked to us about one of the seven. Can you yes. sum up the other six in like yeah. a nice little bow for us? Yeah, absolutely. So the first one is mindset. Then it's fitness, nutrition, sleep hydration, stress management, and recovery work. Mm. Those are the seven categories. If you had to say, I want to be a healthy, attractive female leader. Most of the time, what happens is we might put all of our eggs into one of those categories. And that is our attempt at health, but we still don't fully feel healthy. So for example, some people have mastered the art of execution and they master the art of exercise. And that's something that they just do not slip, let slip. They, they've got it down. They know how to take action and do. But their relationship with provision and eating quality foods and really giving themselves what they need to feel that exercise ends up becoming an issue. And it's something that they still haven't mastered. And so even though they're putting all the work into the gym, they don't feel healthy. They still feel tired. They still feel run down. And then the same thing is true. Maybe they haven't mastered stress management and they don't know how to have that right mindset. But the issue is that they forgot that their body is their friend and they never learned the lesson that like they get to be a a co-creator with their body in terms of generating a healthier environment that reduces stress massively. Recovery work. I know a lot of people don't know what that is, but those are things to me like massage um, cryotherapy, stretching, doing all the recovery work. Because honestly, what I do is I see us as race cars going around laps, lap after lap after after lap. And what people forget is that there is the pit. The pit is where the car pulls off to get new tires, 
update any anything on the car that needs to be refreshed so that it can go back out and run its crazy race. And that pit crew has that, every character in the pit has their job down to a science because it is that important. I'm talking point few seconds is how quickly they're able to turn this car over. And so um, understanding that that recovery work is just as important as running the race. That's why that part is at the very, very top of the, of the pyramid. Yeah, completely. And especially when like a lot of these women and men, I know you work with men as well, that you, you're yes. working with are at the top of their game with their businesses, with their work, with their jobs, whatever it is. And, you know, stress is probably elevated to start with. Um, yes. So even more important, right, that all of those things are taken into consideration there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you explain to us, for anyone listening that's interested in how it is that you work with us online or in person, what is it that you offer and yes. um, kind of how people can get in touch with you if they're interested in finding out some more? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like Emma said, she's inside of my fitness program. Um, so this fitness program is, it was fun to create and I feel for right now, cause it's still new for me. So I'm still finding the language to really describe what it is. Cause it is a fitness program, but there's just so many more dimensions to it that I want to explain the dimensions and not mm-hmm. just say, you come and work out with me. Right. Yeah. So basically I got to a place where I was like, I want to automate myself as a trainer so that I can spend more time coaching and talking about the mindset work and the deep emotional stuff, et cetera. So I decided that I wanted to act as if someone were to come to me as a trainer and say, hey, I want to work together. What would I walk them through? So I created programs that go in a sequence that allow people to develop the foundation for their core, their glutes, and then the six base movements of exercise that eventually you can, you, once you learn those, you can add weight, you can start running, you can begin to do yoga confidently. And this process is all sequenced to where the core builds into the glutes and the glutes build into those movements. So there's three different programs that make up that first phase. The first one's initiation. And this is where we really dive into your identity and we, we develop that realm of consistency because that is the hardest part that people try to skip over, but it's the most foundational piece for fitness. And then the second program is anchor. This is where we talk about your personal power. So you've been six weeks deep. We're going to anchor in that identity and, and really start strengthening your glutes while we're doing that so that you can tie those two foundational structures together in your body. And then as we take your core and your glutes, we move into energetic movement, which is the pro the three month long program where you learn all six base movements that are important for every exercise you'll ever do in the future. And this is where we really talk a lot about leadership and how to be the woman who is um, creating her own energy through movement so that she can create a movement in the world. It's recognizing that what you put into yourself is what you end up putting out. And so if you're a woman who's very passion driven and and purpose driven and you want to bring your body along as you create a movement in the world, that program is where you really tie all of your identity and your personal power together to do that. So all three of those programs together are called the Active and Attractive Collective. It's my grouping of exercises or my collection of group, uh, workouts that you get to do. And they all sequence out to about six months. And the newest addition to the collective is that now we're driving um, into what I call a drive block. So these are now workout programs where you have an outcome that you're reaching for. So 
Um, the first program is a run program. This is where you learn how to run five or five, a 5k. So that's three miles. The second one is beginner strength training. So this is where you learn how to apply dumbbells and resistance bands and really start incorporating strength for the first time. And then there's also a yoga, a yoga outcome where you are working towards building your foundational beginner movements with yoga. So this is something that's constantly evolving and constantly expanding, but it's such a great container and we have weekly group calls. So this is where we go in deep on the emotions and the limiting beliefs and all of those things so that you can develop yourself as a fit person, but also as a very healthy leader. Mm, and those conversations are far out sometimes, right? <laughs> they're, like, they're you, so far out. They're so, so far out, but so deep and like just shifting. Like you, I, I sometimes I'm on these calls and I'm like, my like a deep part of me gets it, and my brain is trying to like catch up with the shift Keep that up. is occurring. And it's like, yes. you get off the call, and it's like, what just happened there? But you just know something inside of you just shifted dramatically. And it's it's just, yeah, it's amazing. And I, I love that you set yourself up this way because you are meant to coach and mentor. And um, you just, it's, I'm always in awe when I'm seeing you just in your flow and teaching and coaching the other women as well as myself. So um, thank you for you know landing on something that is absolutely your genius and what you're meant to be doing because um we need more of this in the world and i i highly recommend people go check you out where can they find you yeah so you can find me on um facebook the easiest way to find me is looking up the active and attractive facebook group um i'm samantha nicole on social on facebook but i'm kind of hard to find so if you find the active and attractive facebook group It'll be much, much easier. You can go to Emma's page too and find me there. Um, and then Instagram is active, attractive on Instagram. Yeah, amazing. I'll make sure that's in the show notes. And before yeah, we wrap it up, let's just spend a couple of minutes talking about a kind of parallel but otherworldly <laughs> thing that we're doing together this year, which is world building. Talk yes. to us about that. Oh my God. So when I was working with everybody fitness wise, um, it's hard not to be a, a coach where you notice that some people just go straight into action and other people don't it takes them a little bit longer is a little more greasing period. And I was like, what is the difference between the people who are just ready to rip and run and then other people who are kind of like, well, you know, and I realized that the missing factor was a sense of identity. I was like, oh, so the people who are really ready to take off, they're not really questioning who they are. And they seem to have a lot more of a sense, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, about their environment. They feel very sturdy about who they are in their environment. And I was like, okay. And the other people, I can see their power. I can see who they are, but they don't personally feel like they're aware of that yet. And so those are the people I would spend a lot more time coaching. And so, um, what occurred to me over time was that these people really, if we just spend some time building their world, like giving them room to just explore who they are and what they want and how they want it and what they want to do and how they would like to do it better. And all of these things that are just like so fun, playful, exciting, then they health would be easy. Health is just like, okay, yeah, no, I'll go do it. There's no questioning because there's nothing to stutter over, right? Mm -hmm. And so from that was world building was born. And world building for me is this beautiful concept 
that I've just really been able to adapt where I'm walking myself and other women through building our own worlds. Because as women, we tend to give, give, give so much and take the direction of other, other people that we don't even really know what we like and what we want and how we want it. And so that discovery process isn't just discovering, okay, well, yeah, I like the color yellow and I really would like a nice throw pillow on my couch, right? It's not as simple as that. It's like, okay, now let's go build it. Let's go make it. Let's go make that happen. Let's pull the world that you see, your ideal scenario. Let's pull that out of your mind and put it onto this planet and do it for you. Let's make your world. And what started happening is as I share this with more and more people, they felt so empowered that they were really ready to pull the same ideas that are floating around in the world for themselves, the ideas that are also meant to help impact the, the actual world, other people. And so it's, it's recognizing we all have vision and we don't have to question that. We don't have to judge it. We just got to build it. And when we build it, it ends up being good for us and it ends up being good for other people. But we have to be willing to do the work and, and make it so delicious and so fun. So that's what world building is in a very small nutshell. And um, me and Emma are in the mastermind together, building so many things. We're just getting started, really. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. And it's a 12 month journey, right? So yes. um, So 12 month mastermind. um, And it's, it's just, it's an incredible thing where I'm seeing more and more women I already know are powerful and they already know they're powerful. They're finding their own power. They're seeing it for themselves. And, and that's the only thing that anybody could ask for. Mm. Oh, I love it. So we will, <laughs> we will leave it there. And I am pretty yes. sure another conversation is in the making as we speak. We're creating yes. that, we're building it, and we will come back to this platform or another. And <sighs> we're going to have so it. much to show oh for it too. Oh yeah, yes. so much I'm to excited. show. Sammy, ah! <laughs> thank you so much. You are just a delight to be oh. in your energy with so thank you for being on the show and sharing your magic and um i hope you guys have enjoyed listening and um i'll see you next time take care bye 